In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. O Lord, you are good and forgiving. Dear friends, the reading this 16th Sunday are focused on the Kingdom of God. This Kingdom, as revealed in the first reading, is one where justice and kindness prevail. The second reading reminds us about the role of the Holy Spirit in helping us communicate with God, especially when we are struggling to pray. And in the Gospel, Jesus gives us several parables about the Kingdom of God, including the one about the weeds in the wheat. Dear friends, as we continue our journey in this life, we should not be discouraged if we find evil in us and around us. We must be vigilant so as not to be contaminated by the weeds sown by the devil in our society. Customs, ideas, behaviours, rituals which are not compatible with our Christian faith must be constantly rejected by living our faith daily. Friends, we continue to pray for our loved ones who have gone before us marked with the sign of faith. We remember especially Father James Juma, MHM, who died recently. May God grant them all eternal rest. reading from the book of wisdom there is no god other than you who cares for everything to whom you might have to prove that you never judged unjustly your justice has its source in strength your sovereignty overall makes you lenient to all you show your strength when your sovereign power is questioned and you expose the insolence of those who know it. But disposing of such strength, you are mild in judgment. You govern us with great lenience for you have only to will and your power is there. By acting thus, you have taught a lesson to your people, how the virtuous man must be kindly to his fellow men. And you have given your sons the good hope that after sin, you will grant repentance. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. O Lord, you are good and forgiving. O oh Lord, 
you are good and forgiving. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of love to all who call. Give heed, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the sound of my voice. O Lord, you are good and forgiving. All the nations shall come to adore you and glorify your name, O Lord. For you are great and do marvellous deeds, you who alone are God. O Lord, you are good and forgiving. But you, God of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, O Lord, abounding in love and truth, turn and take pity on me. O Lord, you are good and forgiving. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. The Spirit comes to help us in our weakness, for when we cannot choose words in order to pray properly, the Spirit himself expresses our plea in a way that could never be put into words. And God, who knows everything in our hearts, knows perfectly well what he means, and that the pleas of the saints expressed by the Spirit are according to the mind of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. May, May the, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our mind so that we can see what hope his call holds for us. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put another parable before the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everybody was asleep, his enemy came and sowed darnel all among the wheat and made off. When the new wheat sprouted and ripened, the darnel appeared as well. The owner's servants went to him and said, Sir, wasn't not good seed that you sowed in your field? If so, where does the darnel come from? Some enemy has done this, he answered. And the servant said, Do you want us to go and weed it out? But he said, no, because when you weed out the darnel, you might pull up the wheat with it. Let them both grow till the harvest, and at harvest time I shall say to the reapers, First, collect the darnel and tie it in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat into my barn. 
he put another parable before them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the biggest shrub of all, and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and shelter in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour till it was leavened all through. In all this, Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he would never speak to them except in parables. This was to fulfill the prophecy, I will speak to you in parables and expound things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then, leaving the crowds, he went to the house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain the parable about the darnel in the field to us. He said in reply, The sower of the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed is the subjects of the kingdom. The darnel, the subjects of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them, the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. Well then, just as the darnel is gathered up and burned into the fire, so it will be at the end of time. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that provoke offences and all who do evil and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Then the virtuous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Listen, anyone who has ears. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, today's Gospel invites us to reflect on Jesus's and the Church's teaching on hell as much as it talks about the Kingdom of God. In our discussions about hell, we have to distinguish between the essential truth being conveyed and the imagery used to convey it. As regards hell, there are two key images. The first is of a king who is determined to see that bad behaviour is punished. And he has the power to punish this bad behaviour. We see this in Jesus' parable about the last judgment. The king says to those who failed to love, You that are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire. The second image is the image of fire as the means to punishment. Flood and fire were seen in the Old Testament as the two main destructive forces. 
we are all familiar with the story of Noah and the flood and God's promise that the earth would never again be destroyed by flood. This left fire. Jesus himself uses it on a number of occasions. He warns us that if we treat people with contempt, we will be liable to the hell of fire. In today's parable, he likens the wicked to weeds that are thrown into the blazing fire, into the blazing furnace, where there'll be weeping and grinding of teeth. He warns us against putting obstacles in the way of others in their journey to God. Now, if we find that we are doing that, Jesus warns us in clear graphic terms. If your hand or your foot or your eye causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame or blind than to have two hands or two feet or two eyes and to be thrown into the eternal fire. Friends, it is clear that Jesus wants us to take very seriously the consequences, the eternal consequences of our sin. It is also clear that the essential pain of hell is expressed in the words, depart from me. St. Paul sums up the teaching of the New Testament when he writes, Those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, separated from the presence of the Lord. To imagine God as determined to punish sin and as creating hell as the punishment contradicts everything Jesus revealed about God. In the parable of the prodigal son, it was not the father who created the pig yard. It was the consequences of the boy's life of debauchery. Everything we do has consequences. Friends, we find this teaching in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1033, which says, To die in mortal sin, without repenting and accepting God's merciful love, means remaining separated from God forever by our own free choice. This state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. The chief punishment of hell is eternal separation from God, in whom alone we human beings can possess the life and happiness for which we were created and for which we long for. It is not God's prior will for anyone to go to hell. To go to hell, a willful turning away from God is necessary and 
persistence in it until the end. The church implores the mercy of God. Who does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance? Friends, Jesus reveals God as a God of love. But love is not something that overrides human freedom or that changes us against our will. To reject love has consequences which we cannot shy away from. Hell is something we do to ourselves. In the words of the Catechism, it is definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the Blessed. We are made for love. We are made for truth. God who holds us in being is constantly grazing us, drawing us into ever closer communion with him. We are made for love, like I said before. If we resist God's grace, if we resist this love, if we fly in the face of truth, if we obstinately and determinately act in ways that are self-destructive and destructive of others, if we are unfaithful and unloving, and if we continue to resist the love that is calling us to change, we might be able to live a make-believe life here, distracting ourselves from the truth. But at death, we will be unable to run away anymore or escape into distraction. The reality of our decisions will stare us in the face and we will be unable to avoid suffering the consequences of our choices. The key pain of hell is that of being eternally separated from God, the object of our longing and loving. Friends, today's first reading stresses God's parental concern. We are reminded that God cares for everything and is lenient to all and mild in judgment, but has given us hope because after sin, he offers the grace for us to repent. In similar terms, the responsorial psalm speaks of God as good and forgiving. God is a God of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love and truth. In our sinfulness, when we are in need of God's grace or help or protection, we pray that God will turn and take pity on us. But how do we reach out for help? How do we know what is best for us? We don't. We often don't know how to pray. We don't know what words to use. In the second reading, Paul tells us to trust that God knows and that God will interpret our longing correctly. After all, God put it there. So, we follow Paul's advice. If we have any prayers, any petitions, we make them 
but always in trust and always with the provision that we want what God wants. If praying becomes tough, the temptation is to give up. Let us not give up praying. When praying becomes tough, that is the time to yield to the silence of love. Like a child, we need to throw ourselves upon God and let his spirit enfold us and pray in us and through us. God knows our heart better than we do ourselves, and he knows our inmost hopes and longings. Friends, the gospel reminds us that we are not very wise. It is best to leave absolute judgment to God who knows the truth and so loves. We should never criticize others unless we love them. And self-criticism is most unwise unless we have a healthy respect for the self that God creates and loves. Friends, we may pull out some weeds from our own or other people's lives, but what a tragedy it would be if we pr- if the price of pulling out the weeds was to destroy our own or other people's mysterious capacity to love. The soil of our hearts is good. And the sower is continually sowing good seed in it. Let us believe it. Listen to God. And let the Holy Spirit carry our spirit to God and to others too. The weeds will not be able to survive the fire of God's purification. Let God do the clearing. Let God do the purifying. Our focus should be on doing the will of God in love, no matter what. If, however, we are tempted to be slack or to throw away the real values that sustain our lives in love, we have the teaching of hell to be a warning for us. Jesus loved us enough to give us this warning. Only the truth will set us free, however harsh it might sound. As members of the body of Christ, we are called to love and serve one another. So let us turn to the Father with our prayers for ourselves and for our world. We pray for leaders of the church, that inspired by the Spirit, they may be wise pastors and leaders of God's people. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We pray for all who exercise authority in our world, that they may learn to act together to create peace, prosperity and justice. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all who are marginalised for whatever reason, 
that there will be an end to discrimination and that they may experience the acceptance that is their due. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for those whose lives are filled with distraction and fears, that their anxieties may be calmed and they may be able to rest in the stillness of God's presence. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for our various parish communities, that we will always offer a warm welcome to the stranger in our midst. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all who are sick in body, mind or spirit, that they may know the peace and comfort of Christ's love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We now present our personal intentions to the Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We ask our Blessed Mother to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord, with Abraham and Sarah, we open wide our hearts to serve you. With Mary of Bethany, we open wide our ears to hear your word. With Martha, we open wide our hands to do your work. May our prayers today center our lives on your Son, Jesus Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining us to listen to the word of God and to pray for those in need and for ourselves. We ask you to continue to support us by listening to this podcast and sharing it. We also would like to make a request for you to listen to our video on YouTube, like subscribe and share with our friends and loved ones. I wish you a peaceful celebrations of the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time Year A. Let us finish our prayers like we began. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.